Hi, and welcome to the Bell Podcast. How's everybody doing today? Well, the article that we're going to be discussing today is called, Has Putin Lost His Mind? Let's go ahead and get started, shall we? We are all watching the devastation currently unfolding in Ukraine, but what exactly are Vladimir Putin's motivations for invading? Some have stated that he has thrown all logic and reason out the window with his imperialist conquests, and that he has isolated himself from advisors and imprisoned dissidents merely because of paranoid delusions. The reality, however, could be much more sinister. The year was 1989. It was a cold December night in Dresden, Germany. Only a few weeks after the fall of the Berlin Wall, crowds are storming the local HQ of the Soviet secret police, the KGB. Having spent five years stationed here as a KGB officer, Vladimir Putin steps out and commands the crowd to disperse by threat of violence. Knowing that they will return before too long, Putin then radios a nearby tank unit for support. The answer that the tank unit will give Putin shapes his very character, perhaps even the world's future. We cannot do anything without orders from Moscow, the voice at the other end replied, and Moscow is silent. This, ladies and gentlemen, was the fall of the Soviet Union, and Vladimir Putin was witnessing everything he had ever known literally collapse before his very eyes. He had once dreamed as a child of one day becoming a respected KGB agent, but now, now he saw how the weak political elitists in Moscow had abandoned him and his comrades, and had even allowed themselves to be overthrown by their own citizens. Vladimir Putin would never forget this weakness. They then burned so much evidence of their espionage that the furnace burst. (laughs) I mean... Come on, guys, that's a lot of fire. (laughs) Later on, the unification of Germany had begun, and Putin and his family were now back in Moscow, only they could hardly recognize their own homeland. Mikhail Gorbachev, president of the USSR at the time, was folding under domestic and global pressure and making concessions to Western powers regarding economic and political policy. He banned the use of intermediate-range nuclear weapons, instituted Glasnost, which for the first time opened up discussion on political and social issues, and brought perestroika to the Soviet Union's Ministry of Foreign Trade, effectively abolishing the centralized control they had over trade operations. Not only that, he also wanted term limits on officials and Russia to turn into a thriving democracy also allowing multiple candidates and non-party members to run for office. Gorbachev did not actually believe in communism and understood that if the USSR were to survive, they needed to adapt and cooperate with the West. However, in 1991, the August coup is launched by Marxist-Leninist hardliners against Gorbachev. In the wake of this, the Soviet Union dissolved against Gorbachev's wishes and he resigned. Boris Yeltsin then takes power over Russia, further moderating the country by transforming it into a market economy. He then implemented nationwide privatization and lifted price controls. Economic volatility and inflation ensued, 
and unfortunately, during this economic transition, a small number of Russian oligarchs obtained most of the national property and wealth. In 1993, Yeltsin ordered the dissolution of the Russian parliament and introduces a new constitution that dramatically, let me tell you, dramatically expands the power of the Russian president. Also, secessionist sentiment in the Russian caucus led to the First Chechen War, the War of Dagestan, and the Second Chechen War between 1994 and 1999. Yeltsin, through the economic turbulence of transitioning an entire economy and growing domestic pressure against renewed collaboration with Europe, resigned and named his chosen successor. Can, can, you, can you guess who it is? In 1999, only 10 years after the fall of the Berlin Wall and USSR, Vladimir Putin becomes acting president of Russia and in the ensuing years moves to consolidate his power as president, essentially becoming a totalitarian dictator in the process. Through rigging elections, imprisoning political opposition, domestic espionage, and even poisoning opposition all over the world, including on UK soil. Vladimir Putin vows never again to make the same mistakes that allowed the masses to overthrow the USSR. So you're probably asking yourself, why is this history lesson so important? Well, Vladimir Putin is a vestige of the Soviet Union. He's a former KGB agent and he will always hold a Cold War mentality. To him, and even even many Russians, the Cold War is still very much alive. Even internally, the Russian people are extremely divided on the legacy of Joseph Stalin. I mean, come on. A recent poll states 70% of the Russians surveyed said the murderous dictator played a positive role for Russia. Look it up if you don't believe me. So my point is this. The Cold War has never ended for Vladimir Putin. So when he invades Ukraine, he is simply trying to expand his sphere of influence and territory for his dream of a reunified Soviet Union. In 2005, in a State of the Union address, Putin alluded to this, saying, The fall of the USSR was the greatest geopolitical tragedy of the 20th century. I think he might be forgetting a few things, but... So, when he assassinates political dissidents and former spies, he is simply employing former KGB tactics, and by doing so, subdues the masses from having any aspirations of freedom or influence. Furthermore, when he closes himself off from advisors and cabinet members, he is merely remembering his days as a KGB spy himself, and wishes to keep his cards close to his chest. After all, it was Russians that formally caused the Soviet Union to collapse, it wasn't just outside forces. I would be negligent, however, not to bring up the fact that the advisors he does surround himself with are yes-men that will simply agree with his wishes, as evidenced in his botched Ukraine invasion. He has also employed false flags, or just plain made-up false justifications, for his crimes against the civilians in Ukraine. For example, he has claimed that there were snipers in the apartment building full of civilians that he leveled to the ground but we must also remember that these are soviet tactics employed by the man of steel himself joseph stalin 
This man was a master of propaganda, and surrounding himself with people who were strictly obedient, Putin is merely following the playbook. So no, Putin has not lost his mind. His way of thinking may indeed be foreign to ours, but that does not mean that it is without logic. He knows that the West has only come together in agreement to defend NATO countries. And with Ukraine not being a member of NATO, Putin believed it would be largely undefended and collapse very quickly, much like the collapse of Afghanistan not much before. However, as you know, Ukraine has mounted a truly awe-inspiring defensive against the world power and has forced Putin to actually double down and lead an all-out assault against the civilians of Ukraine, aiming to simply crush the will of the Ukrainian people to fight and defend their country. Again, the West may see this as war crimes and atrocities against humanity, but Russia does not hold our same values, nor do they hold their military to any such moral standards. Listen, they have one goal, take Ukraine. Damn the cost and damn the consequences. 